This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hello, Jade. Hey, Carly. How's it going? Good. Good. And hey, guys, welcome back to Mommy's Tell All. We have some really, well, I don't. But Car- yeah, you still have good news all the time. <laughs> but Carly has some fun news to share today, so I'm just going to let her do her little sharing. Hey, Jade, remember that time eight weeks ago? And I called you and I said, Jade, guess what? I'm pregnant. Yeah, well, yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, um, yeah, I'm pregnant, which I have been keeping from you for a while now. But now I can tell you all. Yay! Yeah, so crazy. It's so funny because this one kind of came as a another little what? And we found out actually very in a very similar way to how we found out with Bella because I was I've been tracking my periods and you know, like I've said, Evan and I weren't being the safest, but he was, you know, he was still pulling out. And then I, there was like a time that he didn't. And so I was like five days late, which is exactly how late I was oh, after really? my wedding. And I remember being like, I, at the wedding, I was just like, I'm, I'm stressed out. Like that I'm not having my period because I'm stressed out. And then Evan was like, you have to take a test. And it was the same thing this time. Cause I was like really stressed out and we were traveling and I was like, it's just traveling. I'm just stressed. And he's like, well, let's just wait to take a test till we get home. I'm like, I can't. Like, it's going to be negative. Like, there's no way. Like, when could this have even happened? And so we we went to Walgreens and we were in Denver and we had Bella with us. And I was like, I we went to a restaurant after and we had just ordered a cocktail and some oysters. <laughs> Perfect when you're pregnant. Fitting. <laughs> Very fitting. And um, he's like, well, let's just, yeah, let's wait. And I'm like, no, I'm taking it right now. And actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've said this before. I was, we were in Mexico and I peed on a stick in a bathroom at a restaurant. And so Evan was like, you know what happens when you pee on sticks in (laughs) restaurant bathrooms? And I was like, oh yeah, you get pregnant. And he was like, yeah. And so I came back and peed on it. And I really was just not... I wasn't having any symptoms of being pregnant at all. My boobs didn't hurt. I wasn't feeling sick, nothing. I was just like, I really don't think this is the thing. And so it was the like two lines ones. It doesn't say pregnant or not pregnant. And so I, I pull it out and I look and there's one line and it, I guess it was just still loading. And I put it back in my purse. I was like, oh no, I'm not. Like, don't worry about it. I'm not. And he goes, he like pauses for a minute and he's like, can you just check again? And I'm like, no, Evan, why would I check again? That's so dumb. I just told you like that it's negative. And he's like, I don't know. I just have this really weird feeling. I'm like, fine. Okay. And I pull it out of my purse in the wrapper and there's two freaking lines. And I was like, and they were real distinct. It wasn't like (laughs) the faint second line. It was like, ba-bam. And I just looked up and I was sh- like, just in shock. Like, I just really, like, like when I was having Bella, I was just in shock. And I go, oh my God, I I am. And he goes, no way. I was like, no, I, oh my gosh, I am. 
And he's like, and so I like put it back and I, and I just, I look over at Bella and I look at him and I'm like, I just can't believe this. I gotta go call my mom. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And I go, can you just excuse me a second? Cause I was really like, I was so shocked. So then I went outside and I'm like, mom, are you sitting down? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you really need to sit down, but I'm pregnant. She's like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. You know, she's so excited. And and then I, I hung up with my mom and then I called you immediately after. And I was like, I go, Jade, guess what? And you're like, what? And I'm like, I'm pregnant. You go, no shit. <laughs> and I was like, way <laughs> and I just remember you were like oh my gosh this is so great like we can have bumps at the same time oh yeah I was so excited for you and meanwhile outside I was just like shaking but I was Aww. so excited but I just like I it was just so shocking yeah I didn't know that uh, this is the first time I've heard you talk about uh, like what was happening I had no idea that was what like the lead up was to you me, to you calling me yeah so I just thought like you had had time to process no. it I went outside and called my mom and then called you immediately after and then I came inside <laughs> and Evan said who did who did you call and I go my mom and he goes no one else and I go no <laughs> I don't know why I said that I should have just been like Jade but I was like no I'm not spreading I'm not spreading this around at all <laughs> but it was so it was so cute because then Evan, I go, I, Evan was like, yeah, just so you know, I looked at the stick. <laughs> so he pulled it out to make sure. And he was really cute afterwards. He was like, he drank my drink and ate the oysters for me, which was very sad because I did want them at that moment. I, you know, almost you're like, yes, a drink in celebration. Oh no, I can't have that. <laughs> um, but then he was like telling like everybody and I was like Evan you can't tell everybody yet like it I'm like five weeks along but right you need to go to the doctor right yeah but like he was so excited and it, it was just it was kind of like what but also we're just so excited and it's just crazy like I'm just so I mean I just feel so lucky for I mean both times are surprises but I know how hard it is to get pregnant for some people and and it, and it hasn't been that way for me. And I just feel like really, I don't know. I just feel really blessed. Yeah, no. And I feel like that's something you should be allowed to feel. Yeah. Is you should feel, you're allowed to feel blessed and thankful, yeah. even though it is hard for some other people and that it's a very common thing that it is hard to get pregnant or right. stay pregnant. But also these are like, these are the beautiful moments in life that, that we live for. And so you should just totally soak it in. Yeah. And I, I am when I'm not feeling really nauseous. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not, my nausea with Bella was so overwhelming. And I just remember I had, I was like in bed and I like couldn't even move. And this one, like, I still feel super nauseous a lot. Like even on the plane coming here, I was like, I don't know that I can do these planes again because this nausea is so bad. It, it's not as bad as before. So that's good. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes. So can I ask when are you due? November 14th. Wow. I know. What sign is that? Oh, that is a, oh no, I know the answer to this. It's Scorpio? It's whatever my mom is. Mom, what are you? 
Um, <laughs> crud, I can't remember. I but whatever the sign is, it's my mom, and my mom's the best. So this there baby's go. gonna be the best. Aww. But I'm. It's so funny. Um, we find out the sex soon because we did the blood test, and do you have a hunch? I just am convinced it's a boy. If it's a girl, I'm gonna be so shocked. I don't know why I'm convinced of this. Yeah, but I just I, I don't know. I feel like you're gonna have a girl, but also like it would be so much fun if we both had girls and then we both have boys. Oh my gosh, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be so cute. All four of our kids hanging out, like playing together. I know it would be so much fun. But I don't. For me, for some reason, I'm having a girl. I feel like you're having a girl. I'm like so excited either way. I think now that I have my girl, like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like she'll be like you want her to be your princess. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I just feel like, gosh, Bella is such a, she's going to like really boss this kid around and I kind of already feel bad for this kid because I'm like, <laughs> Bella, stop bossing your brother or sister around. But um, She may surprise you though. She may, may, maybe, she may yeah. just like, it may bring out the nurturing side in her. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, either way, I'm like just so, I'm just so excited. Now I'm just like, do I buy blue or do I buy pink? Actually, I already have all the pink things. Yeah, Technically, it'd be easier to just have a girl because mm-hmm. I got everything pink. All of it. <laughs> you know? But it's very exciting. And well, Congratulations. Um, thank you. Evan is so funny, though, because he's like, oh, gosh, the royal baby is due at the same, or, like, at the same time we're announcing, oh, no. He's like, it's just the funniest thing. I'm like, Evan, we can't plan. Like, we already said we were going to announce around week 13 for, or 14, and I was like, and the royal baby can also have its time. <laughs> also, I kind of love that he knows when the royal baby is due. That's, that's actually, a really cute thing about Evan. That's actually really funny because I'm pretty sure, I mean, I knew that the baby's due date was coming up soon, but Tanner definitely does not. I feel like maybe it's just because in the news and everyone's like, did they have it yet? Are they going yeah. to have it soon? You know, there's lots of conspiracy it's big, theories. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, which is a way bigger deal than me beginning my pregnancy but still it is and all your baby exciting. will still get their own a little uh little birth announcement time too oh yes 100 so. percent. i just think it's cute that evan's like oh it's gosh, totally cute it's all happening at the same time i'm like oh you're adorable <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that is my big news well, it's super exciting. I'm so happy for you and for you and Evan and all your family and that Thank you're expanding you. your family and for Bella and I to just, be a big sister. Like we get to be bump moms at the same well, time. We've always said this was like our dream. I say this is the part I'm actually the most excited for. I'm more excited for myself. <laughs> I like it. That we get to have bumps together. I know. Because last time like they were... Space like what six months apart this time they're like yeah three, well and four. then and then I gave birth a month early right so we both were pregnant at the same time but we never really like were showing at the same time yeah and like with the second pregnancy you show earlier anyway yeah that's true although my doctor just said you're not I don't think you're gonna show for another month and I was like I feel like I'm showing <laughs> at 13 weeks though I looked at my picture. Because I had a 13-week bump picture and it, yeah. my stomach was flat. And then 16 weeks, it was not flat. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So you never know. It's yeah. all, it's always so different. It's so weird. But, yay. But now we get to like track our pregnancies together through the podcast. Yes, and I know. I'm so share excited. It, and I'm really excited. Yeah. It'll be really fun. <sighs> 
I kind of, I, I'm like, I'm like breathing out the relief of finally telling people. It is. I know that feeling. It's very weird. It's like a weird thing because it's, it's like your secret. Because you are feeling everything change in your body and only a few people know. Right. And then like, if you're, like you said, like if you're sick in public and you yes. just can't explain to people what's going on. So oh my gosh. it is such a relief. Can I just say that I got super sick on a plane coming home and I actually threw up in the bag on the plane, which was not fun. And then right when we landed, we were getting off the plane and I looked at Evan and I said, I have to, like, we had Bella, but I was like, I have to run to the bathroom. Like, I'm going to throw up again. And he's like, okay, go, go. So I'm running off the plane and this girl stops me and she goes, Carly, hi. And I looked at her and I go, I can't talk right now. I'm going to throw up. Oh, no. <laughs> Ran to the bathroom and I actually didn't. I made it to the stall, but I didn't make it to the toilet. But um, it was just so funny because I wish I could have just gone to the girl and been like, I'm so sorry. I'm like pregnant and sick. And now I'm like, what was that girl thinking? Like, was she like hungover? Like, right. you know what I mean? All these thoughts going through this girl's head. And I'm like, what was this girl thinking? It would have been so much easier to just be like, by the way, <laughs> if you're listening, girl, that's, I was pregnant. And sick, <laughs> this is, this is why I am pro announce whenever you want to announce though. Totally. Because like you, I totally understand too if you wanted to wait till later or if someone wants to announce when they're seven, eight weeks or whenever. Yeah. Like I feel like you should be able to announce whenever you want, whatever you feel comfortable with. Totally. Because then in a way, even if, I guess if you do miscarry, then it makes it harder, but it almost makes it easier in the fact that you have a lot of support and people already know that that you were pregnant, but you don't have to break the news. But at the same time, like if you announce early too, then it's just like, you don't have to like... Feel you like you're hide. keeping. Yeah, you I don't know. have to hide it. You don't have to like pretend that you're something you're not. Like, you don't have to go to a family event and everybody's drinking. Ugh. You have to hide why you're drinking. That's or, so frustrating. It's yeah, and I totally get why people wait, but also at the same time, I'm like, if you want to announce, just do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you? On to other topics. We have a really cool guest today that um, I'm lo- really looking forward to talking to her because I feel like as moms. We kind of get stuck when we're taking care of our children and we're like, what do we do with them that's going to, I don't know, like... Be like an educational play right. or something that applies to maybe like the milestones that they're learning yeah. and how they can like interact with you or or just educational, I guess it's really just educational play. Yes. And it, sometimes these things are very hard to come up with, but she has come up with tons of them. Her name is Nadia. Yeah. So Nadia, she has a blog called Fun With Mama. She has an Instagram and she shares everything that's motherhood and activities for your kids and books and how to organize all your kids' kids toys and how how to just get everything prepared for them so they have something to play with that, um, like I said, applies to what they need to be learning at their ages. Mm -hmm. And she also gives some really good travel tips. And so I'm excited to hear that because traveling with a toddler now is a whole different story. It's so hard and and frustrating and overwhelming. I need her advice on how how to keep my daughter entertained. Yes. Because little kids have the shortest like attention spans ever. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. (laughs) Yep. 100%. So yeah, she's going to share all of her resources with us today. So let's bring her on. Absolutely. 
And now it's time for our segment, Jade and Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education. So I've been super into nesting. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Yes. And so now I'm getting everything ready for the nursery and... I got the baby some new crib sheets from yeah. Brooke Lennon because we use them in Emerson's room. She loves them. We use them in our master, in our guest room. Pretty much our whole house is Brooke Lennon, and I love them because they're so luxurious. Oh, they really so are. I know he's going to be super spoiled. Yeah, he's already starting out the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Brooke Lennon sheets were actually named the winner of best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping? That's crazy. And there's 35,000 five-star reviews, more than any other bedding company, and half a million happy sleepers and counting. That's so many people that have bought these sheets because they're so good. They're so soft. And they're not those sheets that make you hot. I hate when you're sleeping in sheets Mm. and you feel like you wake up and you're like sticky. These feel so good. Yeah, they're very breathable. And as a mom, I think we can all say that Sleep is so important oh, yeah. for us. So just slipping into some soft sheets is just the nicest thing. And it's, it's self-care. It is self-care. And it is so, so important. What I love, too, about Brooklinen is the sheets just don't feel great, but they look great, too. And they you do. can mix and match when you get a bundle. So you can save in the bundle, but yet you can choose different styles. So you don't have to just get, like, all white, although I love all white. That's but you what can. I you can like mix it up. And they have duvets that match perfectly and they're equally as soft and beautiful and luxurious. Your bed will never look better or feel better. That's what I say. Brooklinen is giving you guys an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Go to brooklinen.com to get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code mommies at brooklinen.com. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be smarter, safer, and more fun. What if I told you One Link by First Alert has you covered? First, meet your family's new best friend, the One Link Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa enabled, all in one sleek device. Built with First Alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience. The safe and sound elevates any home. And it gets better. OneLink by First Alert also offers the OneLink smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that work with the OneLink safe and sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or carbon monoxide is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you via exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection and OneLink by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. We have a really fun guest on today. We have Nadia Tayeb, and she's here to talk to us about activities with your children. So Carly and I were talking, Emerson's now uh, a year and a half old. Bella's now a year old, and our kids are wanting to do activities. And so Emerson loves painting and coloring, but I also sometimes just feel like a little bit lost as a new mom. Totally. What can I introduce to her now? What's What's appropriate? What's appropriate? Mm -hmm. And what is she going to understand? And so 
Nadia's here to give her expertise because this is what she does. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. I started doing activities with my kids when they were already five months old. I feel like at that age, they they want to be around, you know, different things. They're, they're becoming mobile. They're crawling. So they're very eager to see the world. And so at the beginning, I started doing, like, joining playgroups. Oh, man, good for you. Because sometimes you get lonely as a new mom. Yeah. You know, you're confined to your house a lot. And I was lucky I was a stay-at-home mom, but that also means that I was only talking to my husband and no one else. So playgroups for me was a really fun way to get to know other moms and, you know, do activities with, with my son. Yeah, um, that's something I definitely want to do. So I'm, I'm pregnant right now. And that's something I definitely want to do with our next child because I was too nervous, I think, as a first-time mom to do mommy groups or, like, yeah. play it's groups. It's intimidating. Because um, it's just, but, like, new. But now I see when Emerson interacts with their children. I'm, like, a work-from-home mom, I guess. And she doesn't get a lot of social interaction because of it because we're home a lot. And I see her interact with kids now, and she loves it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't I do this earlier? I feel almost like I... I know she's fine, but I feel like I maybe did a little bit of a disservice to her. No, you just she's didn't... Young. You just didn't know any better. Yeah, and I, I honestly just... You know, when you're... Those first, especially six months, you're just, like... You're in it. Yeah, you're in You're the, just swimming through the deep end. I call it the black hole. It is the black hole. You're just like, I can't find any <laughs> sense of gravity to hold on to the, you know. Especially but, with your first. Yeah. Yeah. I love that that's something that you suggest. What kind of groups were you doing with your child? So mommy and child play groups. Um, I was in South Africa at the time. So I was that enthusiastic mom that was going to classes twice a week. But the best thing is, those parents actually became some of my closest friends. My kids ended up going to school with their children too. So before they even entered kindergarten and preschool, they already had good friends. That's awesome. So what do you, what do, you do with these mommy groups? Like what activities were you doing when There's you said you started at five months? Play, yeah, five months is a little early. I think uh, if I could you know, redo it with my second and my third child, I ended up you know, doing it when they began walking. I think that's a really good age because they're mobile, so they're wanting to look at things. And there's a lot of sensory play, music. Kids love music. If you can, you know, teach them, like when I want my kids to clean up, I start singing Barney's cleanup song. And I promise you, it makes a big difference. I used to be what my mom calls a closet Barney lover. Were you? Yeah, because I would go to school and be like, I don't don't watch Barney, but I would come home and like be glued to the TV. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, I too. Yeah, but I still remember the Barney (laughs) cleanup song. I do. Yeah. And I would want to, I'd watch the kids do it and I would want to clean up with them. Yes. That's so funny. And you know, when my son was young and we'd go to these Barney concerts, he'd be watching Barney and he'd be so excited and I'd be bawling. I'd just be (laughs) crying. I'm like, He's so cute. Why why am I crying? I just I I feel like motherhood makes you so emotional. It does. And yeah. everyone around me is looking at me and I'm like, Well, I don't when know you see your I'm kid crying. like enjoying something so much, it brings so much joy eye. to your to you as a mom. Oh, you know? it's the most rewarding thing when really you is. when you have those moments. When you did sensory play with like music, do they have like xylophones and tambourines? Like what does that even look like? Yeah, it's this miniature, you know, play miniature instruments for kids. And whatever I learned at the playgroups, I ended up bringing home. So I learned that you could take cocoa powder and put cars in them, and now you've created a little muddy atmosphere for your children to play in. And 
Um, I learned that spaghetti doesn't just have to be, you know, for eating. You could boil spaghetti and then throw in some toys that you've cleaned and now your child can play and it's called sensory play. So they're feeling it with their hands and they're feeling the different texture because some kids are texture averse and they don't want to feel it. But it's a good way to experiment, squeeze it. That's really cool. That reminds me. So I was just in Hawaii and my daughter was playing. They had this lagoon at the hotel and you could kind of just sit into the water at just like three to four inches of water. And she was just obsessed with playing with the water and the sand together. And she would aggressively grab it and she'd be like, (laughs) and then she would look at it and you could just tell the connections in her brain. It was just the coolest thing to watch her. So every month they create a new sensory bin for my kids. So sometimes I use colored rice. Sometimes I use sand. A lot of the times I use water because that's the easiest. You know, you just take some, you know, like a tub, you put water inside and you can throw any floating toy then give them a tea strainer and now they're going to be digging. That's really good for 18 months and up. They love water play. So put throw in some cups in there, buckets, um, droppers, and they'll just, you know, they'll be doing the activity, having a blast, and they're not realizing that they're working their fine motor skills and their pincer grip. My uh, mom just bought Bella something for the um, back porch, and it's like a big, it's a yeah, it's like a water bin, but it's it a has water play table? yeah, a water play table, and she's obsessed with it. And we were sitting out there, gosh, for so long the other day, and I'm like, Mom, this is the only thing that has ever kept Bella's attention. Like, I mean, think I think ever, like wow. for that long. We could we were out there for like 20 minutes, and finally we're like, it's too cold, we have to go inside. And she was covered in water. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's really cold, and you shouldn't be covered in water. But then like the next time we came over, she sat outside, and she just kept going, ah, ah. And like pointing outside and I was like, mom, this thing is a hit. (laughs) Like it really, like she loves it. When I started doing activities at home with my kids, my son was, I think, uh, two years old. That's when I, you know, I had my second child and I had a lot of motherhood guilt, you know, balancing, taking care of a new baby and your two year old who, you know, now suddenly looks like a giant compared to your baby, (laughs) but who's still emotionally a baby and wants his mom. But mom's busy feeding and changing diapers So that's when I actually started Fun With Mama. That's when I started doing activities with my kids. It was a way to keep me accountable so that I knew I was spending good quality time with my son. And he was two and a half, and he'd come to me every morning after we started this new routine with an activity a day. And he'd be like, Mama, what activity do you have for me? That's so cool. And just that look in his eyes. He had this, like, glitter. And I swear I melted every single day because he'd come every morning. Mama, what activity do you have for me today? And it's like, it's like he's going to school, but he's actually enjoying school. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. And it ties education and learning to a comforting feeling. It's, right. My kids love school. They're older now. So I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old and a 5-year-old. So the 5-year-old keeps us really excited. My 12- and 9-year-old love school. They love learning. They're very internally motivated. And I feel like it's because we did activities at home that had, you know, an educational aspect that created that love for learning for them. Do you still do activities with them now that they're older? Or is it more just like you focus more on the the toddler to five-year-old I feel like it's a lot harder when children get older to find ways that interest them. So with my older child, he's 12, I choose toys now that I know have an educational aspect to them. For example, Legos or building bricks. Those are really, really good toys. I feel like it improves attention span and creativity and it's very calming. So for him, more so, it's, you know, choosing the right things, the right toys, and finding other ways to spend time together. So with him, I do reading at night. So I do a chapter book with him. 
and I read it to him every night, and that's our way of spending time together. I do also do art activities together. I'm the biggest baby, so <laughs> I have my three kids and me, and we do the art activities. That's great for older children because it can be adapted to any age. But five years old, that's the perfect age. They're interested in anything and everything you put in front of them. And I'm a lot of the time using their own toys. So I do something called kids play trays. And with the play trays, I basically walk through their playroom on a Sunday or Saturday. And I choose seven items that could go in, onto a tray. And that's going to be their activities for the week. So I might choose um, like a board game. I might print out a coloring page from the internet and then, you know, throw in some watercolors and that's another activity. So that's an art activity. I, you know, throw, maybe just add in a little bit of rice. There's so many things that you can do with your child's own toys. And, you know, sometimes when you have toys in a big bucket, your kids are never going to touch them because right. it's intimidating and it's scary. And how do you sift through that? I love organization, so that freaks me out when I see things like that. Don't come in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise when you put it on a tray and you give it to them separately, like I just leave it on my daughter's table when she's at school, and when she comes home, I don't give her any prompting. I just put you know, the tray right down there for her, and she'll come, and she'll be so excited, and she'll beam, be beaming, and she'll be like, Mom, look what Mom got for me. I'm so excited. Mama's got an activity for me, and she'll go straight into the activity. Wow. And then just watching her explore, it just, it, you know, and then it's just that feeling that you get as a mom that, you know, you did it. You created something for her that she really, really enjoyed. Have you always been this just like this creative in life? Because, I mean, I would go into my kid's room and be like, where do I even begin? Like, my brain doesn't work like that. I feel like motherhood made me creative. I feel like I was looking for creative outlets. So with my first son, I was obsessed with digital scrapbooking. I wanted to capture every memory. With my second child, I did painting and sewing. I have no idea why. Sewing. I know, wow. it's like I'm... Playing. I don't know how to sew. I don't really know how to sew, but <laughs> I made... I You know, YouTube is really cool, and it has a lot of videos. So oh, yeah, that was true. good. And then with my third child, I was you know, embracing photography. I was really excited to capture moments through the eyes of my child. So I would see a snail in a completely different light if I take a picture of it and it would just stop time. And I might see, you know, when my kids are playing, my daughter would put her hand on my son and photography would capture that moment where she just looks in his eyes and I wouldn't have even seen that. Mm -hmm. So taking good pictures of your kids is important. I feel like I miss so many opportunities when my older two were younger. I, yeah, I do feel like that's something that's great about this day and age with yeah. Instagram yeah. and all the social media aspects of our lives is we all take pictures of everything yeah. now. I have so many pictures and videos of my daughter that I go back and look at. I'm like, I forgot how tiny oh you my were. Gosh, they were so tiny. When you used to do this like little thing and, and mm -hmm. I love that we have that now and I feel like I know all parents I think with their first kid did that a lot but yeah. nowadays I feel like we have so much more because it's kind of our generation. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I'm and constantly I, on taking photos and pictures and videos. And I, I can't stop. And I think it's hard for mom to sometimes get in the pictures. And oh, I think yeah. that's really important. And that's something that my Instagram account actually forced me into because I'd noticed that a lot of people would send me messages when they would actually see me in the picture. And I'm always the one in the background taking the picture. Mm -hmm. So I have like 100 pictures with my husband and the kids, but not myself. So that was my goal last year. I set it on my Instagram. I'm like, this is my year of being in the pictures. That's great. And those are the pictures I love most. It's not the ones of just my child. It's the ones that my child is hugging me or I'm capturing something mm -hmm. that I want to remember forever. That's I really love that. Sweet. So you said you're super into organization and that you said 
that you like to do a dedicated space for children to play in. And it doesn't need to be anything like extravagant. It could even be just a small space because there are some parents out there who may be living in a in an apartment and they don't have the room to be like, I'm going to have a huge playroom for my child to do all these things. You said it, it can be just something very simple as like well. Like a little corner of a room or something. Yeah, so since my oldest was born, I've always felt a toy room or a playroom or a dedicated play space is important for creativity. And what I love about that is it keeps the toys from going anywhere else in the house. So <laughs> your playroom, yeah. and if you're lucky and you have a separate dedicated room, which I do not have right now, but if you're lucky, you could just close that door and it's all done. You know, No one is going to come over to your house and be like, oh my God, where's a tornado? So having a dedicated space is great for them because... It allows them to play without worrying about, oh, mom's going to scream at me. It gives them their toys in a certain area. I also think that it's really important for a child to have a table, whether you live in an apartment or whether you live in a in a big home. Just having a table, even one that you can fold up, that you know a child can sit down and their feet touch the ground. Because have you ever felt when you were in a chair and you're dangling? That's really annoying. And it's, yeah. it's, you don't realize it, but it bothers your kid too. So while they might be writing, not having their their feet on the floor messes with their writing skills and it's really uncomfortable and it makes them tired and then cranky. So having a dedicated play space, I normally put like coloring books on there or I leave crayons and markers. I change what's on their table all the time while they're at school. So I, I will put, you know, crayons, Amazing. markers, watercolors. The other day I set out a drawing book. I opened the drawing book to a particular page, a learn to draw book. And I put a blank piece of paper there. And when my daughter came from school, she was so excited. She drew an angel and you know, just a little bit of prompting. Kids are young. They don't know how to sift through books and toys to find what they want. But if you just give them a little bit of guiding, it makes all the world of a difference. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I also want to talk about something that you do because this is one of the number one questions I feel like I get because my husband and I travel a lot with our daughter and it's what tips do you have to keeping a toddler or a young kid busy on a plane? <laughs> We're major travelers. We've traveled the world with our kids. So first, always remember stickers. If you have a child that mm. is maybe a year and, and up until maybe five, stickers are my magic weapon for a plane. You you know, every time that seatbelt sign goes up, I take out the stickers. And I'll put them on her face, I'll put her on her hand. Especially younger kids, like under one, they'll try to peel it off from the different places of their body, and that can keep them busy. I also buy a lot of plane activity books, like sticker books, and uh, even just a blank piece of paper with stickers works magic. Um, I also pre-pack activity packs for my kids, and the iPad is a lifesaver <laughs> when it comes to airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> so I download apps that they've never used before and I give it to them on the airplane and then they play with the apps. So I, I'll oh, choose like cool. airplane themed apps for the iPad. So they'll be, you know, talking about what they're experiencing, you know, in the airplane, but it's on their app so they can take charge. That's, That's cool. really cool. It's like the real life magic school bus. Yes. <laughs> You're like learning about the thing that's happening right. to you. Yes. Right. And the thing is with the activity packs, I change them up. So I don't let my kids look in that bag. That's my surprise and my secret to them. So I'll go and I'll choose, you know, an activity book for them. I might choose a travel toy that they could use. I will pack snacks that I know that they like. And when they open it, as soon as they get on the airplane, they're like, Mom, can we open our activity pack now? And I'm like, no, no, you got to wait till the seatbelt sign goes on, you know, and when the seatbelt sign goes on, then they're ravishly like taking it out and, oh, mom, this is so cool. This, this is so cool. And, you know, as a mom, you're like, wow, my kids think I'm amazing. Yeah. And that's the thing. You just, you want that, you know, that, that feeling, that sparkle in their eyes. That makes all the difference. 
It's funny because um, Tanner, we were talking about what we used to do on the plane when we were kids. And I used to get so excited. My mom would go before a trip and take us to the store and pick out a brand new coloring book or yeah or, that's what we did too. or like a, like the connect the dot m- mm-hmm. books or whatever and I would just like relish them on the plane and Tanner said he never did those things as a kid on the plane I was like that's so strange because that was something I yeah. look, I almost looked forward to it I was like I'm oh, gonna yeah. get my backpack and it's gonna have my new colors and my new oh, coloring totally. book I still do that for myself I buy the crossword puzzles yeah like yeah crossword puzzles or um the seek and find whatever's like I still I have activities for myself. That's great. That's good for your brain. It <laughs> I is. steal them from my kids. <laughs> I got this really cool uh, book the other day, and it was like a like a you have to be a detective, and the child has to use a magnifier. Ooh. It's like a paper magnifier, and you know, solve the secret code. My nine year old was amazed at that. That book. is so cool. That is I cool. want this. <laughs> That's my next thing I'm going to buy for my plane activity for myself. I'll send you links. <laughs> but just finding age-appropriate things for them. So my older son, I pack a Nintendo, what is that? Um, like a, you know, like one of these game yeah. game tech gadgets. Right. Game Boys. Yeah, yeah. like a Game Boy. Is that Game Boy from like when we were kids? I think so. But, but whatever the new improved Game Boy is. Yes. And it has, it game has a, it, it, it's two players. So mm. I, you know, you can take out the remotes, and my son can do it, and my daughter can do it, and that's pretty cool. They play together. That is cool. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about your Instagram and your blog because a lot of our listeners are going to want to find all these activities you're talking about. And you, on your blog and your Instagram, do you have like, like we're talking about different stages that are appropriate? Do you have that kind of listed out so if people go, they can be like, I need to find something for my three-year-old boy. So on Instagram, I do. I have, you know, Instagram stories is my favorite way to share and connect because you're really giving a behind-the-scenes look. So sometimes I'll show you my playroom, my play area. It might look like a mess, and you'll see my daughter dancing and playing, and it's just, it's so exciting. So I'd like to see what your version (laughs) of mess looks like. (laughs) It's not a tornado. (laughs) But yeah, she she does, I mean, that's part of creativity is, you know, using all your toys, using all your crafts. She She's currently into popsicle sticks right now. So she cuts, like she draws and then she cuts everything out and then sticks it on an ice cream stick. And, you know, those are puppets now. Oh my gosh. But my Instagram, it's, I feel like a celebration of motherhood. So I focus on the good stuff of motherhood, the positives. I feel like motherhood is very challenging. And you learn things about yourself that you never knew before. Like you learn how much patience you have or do not have. Uh, when a toddler is melting <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, you know, I, I choose to look at the positives and share the positives. So I do have, you know, Instagram stories and highlights. And in the highlights, I have, you know, two years old, three years old, and parenting tips. I read a lot of books. I'm always learning. And sometimes in the morning, I'll put on a audiobook that is a parenting book. And, mm. you know, there's recently one that I was reading. It's called peaceful parent, happy child. And it really, really changed my perspective on parenting and children and their emotions and understanding what a tantrum is for your child versus, 
you know, my child walks into a store and wants to buy something and then suddenly a huge meltdown and you're like, oh, are you trying to manipulate me to, you know, buy you a toy? But that's not really what it is. It's actually your child is so frustrated and they really, really want the toy and they don't know how to control that. So then, you know, it fills up their, you know, their bucket fills and then they start, you know, crying and bursting. So I look at that in a different perspective. I I share, I share that on Instagram, like parenting tips and, you know, different ways to connect with your children. Wait, what do you do when your kid does that? What's the, what's the appropriate action? That's a hard one. <laughs> Every situation is different. But, you know, sometimes I'll hug them really tight. I feel like meltdowns, if you try hugging your child and you're giving them a tight, tight hug, sometimes I can cure the, the meltdown. I explain, okay, you know, this is not a good toy because of, you know, such and such. And mm-hmm. you have one like this. And, you know, if you still want it next week, then we can try, oh, do you want ice cream? Sometimes just changing the subject. Oh, yeah, like, that's oh, let's very go true. Get, like, you know, um, let's get frozen yogurt. You're so good. And, you know, positive reinforcement. If you focus on, you know, the negatives that your child is doing, then your child's going to keep doing the negative things. But if you're like, oh, I really like how responsible you're being today. That was a really good decision. Do you think that that's a good toy? And, you, you know, you change it around to them. And you make them the decision maker or at least feel like they're the decision maker. Mm, like men. <laughs> yeah, yes, Evan, you definitely came up with that idea yourself. <laughs> it always happens with me. My husband, I'll be like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell him what I'm reading in my parenting book, and he'll be like, "Oh, you know, that's not how we used to do it. My mom didn't do that." Blah 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 blah. And then I find that in life, like he'll talk to his mom, and I'll, I'll overhear him, and he'll be like, "You know, this is the way you should do this, and this is the way you should do that with with kids." And I'm like, "I thought you didn't like what I was telling you in the parenting book." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> he's like, "Well, I've seen it work, so <laughs> never mind." Like he was like about the hug thing. You know, for me, that is a magic cure in my house. If my child is having a meltdown, they're crying, they're frustrated, throwing a tantrum, I ask them, I'm like, can I give you a hug? Or I really need a hug. Can I have a hug? And sometimes, you know, in the middle of a tantrum, they'll be like, no, I don't, I don't want to. And then 30 seconds later, they'll be like, okay, mom, I'm going to give you your hug. You want a hug, right? And then I'll give them the tightest, tightest hug. And I swear it would just, they just melt. Oh, that's amazing. I promise. Try it this week. That's so cute. My daughter's just at the age where she's starting to show signs of tantrums. I'm scared. It's, well, it's interesting to me because she can't quite communicate a lot yet, but you can tell she wants to express so much and she understands everything, I swear. Like, she understands everything we're saying, but she can't really communicate back right. a lot of things. And I've noticed when she's starting to get really, really hungry, she'll just like kind of throw these tantrums. I do and- the same thing, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, why Why is she like misbehaving right now? And we just, we figured out it's just her really trying to communicate. It's not her being defiant, like you said, or trying to manipulate a situation, so which I'm sure maybe they're, they're definitely smart enough that maybe they try to do those things. But I feel like that's like the last thing you should be looking at. Is yeah, it's checkbox. Uh, tired? Nope. Yes. Checkbox. Hungry or frustrated. Yeah. And then if it's not, then okay, you can look at the, the <laughs> I just really want this toy. <laughs> so where can everybody find you if they want to go follow along? So I'm on Instagram at funwithmama. And I have a blog at funwithmama.com. My blog has a lot of travel experiences, and I also have a lot of printable activities. I know today's moms are busy, and you know the last thing they sometimes want to do is come up with activities. So I have a lot of themed activities on my blog that you know moms can just print out and go. So there's coloring pages, there's clip cards that are great for math and fine motor skills. There's just a lot. And there's alphabet letter crafts because I feel like preschool is the best age to work on alphabets. It's fun and they're so interested in learning how to write and spell 
and you know the letters of the alphabet and they love the alphabet song so that's i have a ton of activities for preschool that's that, really fun that is cool Emmy's just learning now how to like she knows some of the letters in the alphabet mm-hmm. and she'll see like a sign and she'll point she knows a and o and i think she knows s but it's f you know <laughs> yeah but it's so cute baby talk but she'll point and like she knows now it's like the coolest that's thing really cool like, hey or oh well all oval things right now are O though too so like she'll see like a, a donut yeah or like an egg and she's like oh I'm oh. like well that's an O shape but that's yeah. really funny and a great that's way so with cute. older kids preschoolers especially when you're going to the supermarket I always shy away from the supermarket because I end up with a trolley full of things that nobody's ever actually going to eat. <laughs> so what I've started doing recently is I've created a checklist with pictures of different items that we need. And I give it to her, and now it's turned into a scavenger Gosh, hunt. Gosh, you're That's so smart. That's so fun. I, I want to wanna do that, blog. too. Um, can we do that to our husbands, too? Yes, <laughs> I think we should. Be like, okay, let's time it. I will get the stuff on this list. You get this, and let's see who wins. I'm, That's a I, great idea. I guarantee that would work for Tanner. I, that would work for Evan. He's as so well. competitive. I would see Evan just <laughs> like running around the grocery store. Oh, to what's try that to beat old me. show where they used to supermarket sweep? Yes, supermarket sweep. Yes, that, that show was crazy. That was a good show. I would watch that right now if it was on. It's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nadia, for joining us. You had an awesome amount of information that I learned a lot today. Yeah, I'm excited to check out your website and print out some activities yeah. for Emmy and try them. I'm definitely yeah, going to put it, definitely gonna put it up on my Instagram stories if anybody wants to follow along on that. So, Thank you so much for having me. It was really exciting to be here. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank Bye. you. And now, another installment of Jade and Carly Pay for Emmy and Bella's College Education. You know what I love? Well, besides Taylor Swift, which we all know, I love my cat. And Taylor Swift now has three cats, which we all know from her new music video. And I think that makes us best friends because we both love our cats and they're like our children. But you know what I don't love about cats? I don't like cleaning up their litter box, which is actually why I send Evan to do it now. And he loves me even more because I have switched to Arm & Hammer cloud control litter. There's no cloud of like nasties when he scoops up and it's 100% dust free. It's free of heavy perfumes. It helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. You're welcome, Evan. That's new cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. That's a lot of great resources, like oh, I said, 100%. for women. They should, you guys should definitely check out her blog and her Instagram. Um, it's filled with so many different activities. Next, we want to do our affirmation of the week, just kind of before we wrap this up. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but I sent Carly some pregnancy or birth affirmations yes. when she was about to go into labor. Oh, yeah. I read them right before I went into because the that labor was, room. That was one thing that really helped me throughout my pregnancy was when I was starting to feel anxious. I would just like get in tune with my body and read these and really let them just sit with me. Mm-hmm. So I picked one out for you that <laughs> it makes me laugh a little, but I totally love it. Okay. And it is, my womb is a lush jungle Ooh. of warmth, love, and nourishment. I love that. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a rainforest and I'm like laying there with my big belly out and I'm just like soaking in. Your mother nature, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. You're, I love that. You're lush a fertility jungle. goddess. Do you know in the movie Moana 
At, yeah. At the end, yes. when the goddess comes back and yes. she like lays down and oh, she's just, so good. She's just plants and that's life me. and breath. Yeah, that's yes. you. That's me today. That's your womb. That's what we're sending you. Baby, you are in a lush jungle. <laughs> yes. I love it. But I think it's good to just take a moment and just, I don't know, it's just something to say to yourself. Yeah. That your body is nourishing your baby and everything's mm-hmm. safe and protected. And I love that. I know there are things that are out of our control sometimes, but if we can just like hold on some to the words. Absolutely. It's at least a little bit of hope. So thanks, Jade. You're welcome. That was a really good one. Yeah, this I'm week. sending your baby love right now. I'm Thank gonna... you. I'm sending yours love too. <laughs> baby. Put my hand over your belly. All right. right. All Thank right, you guys. guys for being with us. Thank you for listening. Yeah, join us next week. We have another really great show for you next week. All right. See Bye. ya. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>